Um, Garrett. Cat. I have been having these scary dreams um, about Twizzlers. And okay. I didn't know if you were also having nightmares after watching these episodes. Um, no. I, I, I like Twizzlers, though, so that might be a difference. I don't well, know your Twizzler stance. I, I, I think Red Vines are better, but I like mm, Twizzlers. I don't know if Red Vines are better, though. Oh, they have more of, like, a cherry flavor. Twizzlers are usually strawberry. I like Nibs because they're cherry-flavored. Uh, the, the Nibs are good. Um, I don't know. I think Red Vines are, like, too tough. The texture isn't as good. They make better straws, though. Well, I don't use my Twizzlers as straws. Well, that's wild. You should. What would I drink with them? I mean, (laughs) when I was young, (laughs) we drank alcohol out of them, but you can also do, like, pop. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. When you were young, you used to drink alcohol out of them? Well, younger, when I was in my early 20s. And this alcoholic over here. Yeah, I know. Well, except that then two days ago I had like uh, maybe two glasses of wine and I was three sheets to the wind. So clearly things have changed. We see. Uh, Anyway, um, I just uh, I might not be able to watch next episode is all because I I, it feels very uh, traumatic. Okay, but but next episode's the last episode. Right, yeah. So, I mean, could you just maybe power through and just watch that last one? Wow, that's really unsupportive of you, Garrett. I mean, I hear that sometimes professionals use the idea of, of facing your fear, so that's what I'm trying here. <laughs> really, wow. I'm being the most supportive. Since you're clearly a professional... I never said that. (laughs) Your words, not mine. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, maybe we could try it out with this episode and see how it feels. Okay. Let's let's do that then. Let's record this episode. Hello and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am a very sleepy Kit Kat. And this week, I forgot to look up what episode we watched. I know it's episode 50, but I don't know after that. Garrett. I, I figured it out, though. It's called Jerry Fights Back or Crimson Knight, Save the People You Love. Does she, though? Does she fight back? I mean, I guess, kind of. I mean, maybe, kind of? She decides to fix her problems. Well, that's good. She decides to just get better. Yeah, that's how it works. Which is not how that works. No, it is. Yeah, you you just decide one day, and then it happens. Mm. Fix your depression by just deciding to be better. For people who 
who can't pick up sarcasm, that was sarcasm. That's, I probably should mark that out so I don't sound like a complete asshole. Yes, thank you. Yeah, probably. So, would you like to tell me about this episode? Uh, sure. Uh, so, it starts off with a little recap, and I thought I might be watching the wrong episode, but it was fine. <sighs> and then, um, so, Takato and Guillemon evolve to Dukemon while Takato's family watches. They're proud. Um, and then he flies off on Granny, which is like, wowzers, so cool. Our son is like a hero and stuff. Um, and then um, Rika is, and um, well, as Sakuyaman are, they're also flying somewhere back to the D Reaper. Uh, and she comments on the warm feeling of being Sakuyaman, which. Um, her partner agrees with and then they never talk about that again which is interesting uh so then um inside of the d reaper um uh, jerry keeps trying to reach for kulaman it's like he always cared and stretching trying to reach him and her digivice ends up falling out of a pocket i guess uh, and then Takato is yelling about saving Jerry and killing the D-Reaper, so I, since he seems to be doing that out loud, I guess everyone, including the D-Reaper, now knows that's the plan. Uh, then there's this, like, abstract spinning Firefox icon in the sky, and Sakuyamon and Dukemon jump into it, which is interesting. Uh, um... And inside of that is Henry, and as they go in, they all, like, devolve back to themselves. So there's the three kids and the three partner Digimon. Um, it turns out this is the thing that Shibumi made for them so that they can fight inside of the D-Reaper, which is interesting because it's not inside of the D-Reaper, but that's okay. Um, then they decide that they need to slash that red card that Shibumi gave them, and they all get out their Digivices. And then Rio shows up. And Henry then uh, slashes the card and flings it around in a circle, like a very precise boomerang, I guess. Um, and it slides through all of their digivices, and then he slashes it again. Um, and they all matrix digivolve and then fly out of the ball as light and go into the D Reaper. So that was an interesting way to do that. The hackers are watching all of this, and Henry's dad's like, I'm ready for anything, no matter what they think of me. So he clearly has, like, concerns that his son doesn't respect him, which is interesting. Uh, and Flippy is like, don't blame yourself, we had to leave it to them. Um, so there's some drama there, and then everything inside of the D-Reaper is covered in this, like, gross, molten lava-esque stuff. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, which Rika does not like. Um, and they head toward Jerry, but then they get attacked by the same, like, tethered drone things that they did before. And these ones just never stop coming. They're kind of like Russian nesting dolls where, like, a larger one will come and the little ones will come off of it. Um, and Duke, Mon, and Justmon get knocked the fuck far away. And I thought they were out of the D-Reaper bubble, but I, um, that was my thought at the moment. Then the hackers were all very busy doing stuff, um, 
switches back to Sukuyamon, who kills the thingy that got uh, Dukemon and Justamon. Then Jerry finally gets free, and she gets Kulamon free, but he's not doing well, and she's holding him, which is interesting. I don't really know why. There's not an explanation for why he's suddenly unwell. But she holds him, and she says she doesn't want to lose anyone. Um, and then she grabs her Digivice, and she's like, is this fate? And then Granny, I guess, gets stuck in the lava somehow? I'm not quite sure how that happened. And then Dukemon's like, I'll come back for you, I promise. And so he's like stuck there. Um, then outside of the D-Reaper, uh, some cops pull up to the edge of the like lava. And, and then the monster, a monster pops out and destroys their patrol car and is saying like nothing or everything becomes nothing and whatever. And then it gets attacked um, by Guardmon. And so friend A and friend B are apparently like on patrol. Marine Angemon makes sounds, but there's no translation for it. And friend B's like understands what um, what they're saying. And friend A is like, "How do you understand that?" And friend B is like, "I just kind of get what he's saying," which is not at all weird and creepy. Um, and then they're like, "Let's keep." fighting and a helicopter comes up and says don't move we've been sent to get you and then the there's the break and we never come back to that plot line at least not this episode um so then it's back to the like main four and they're doing their like final battle talk how this is all real and uh, they're saving everything and whatever and rika brings up having been called the digimon queen for some reason uh as if that's relevant. I wasn't quite following. And then uh, Rio's like, uh, well, if you're the queen, I'm the king. And she tells him to just shut up, which is appropriate because what the hell? What about the other two then? The Jack and the Jester? Or like, what exactly? Um, and then Takata's like, we haven't changed at all, even though we're saving everybody which is apparently a good thing, I guess. And Riga's like, humans don't change so easily, which is maybe foreshadowing. Um, and then the two little kids that, that are Impmon's kids have Impmon back with them, who is a bit worse for the wear, but his attitude hasn't changed. Um, and he's saying, like, he's useless and whatever, and they're like, no, you did such a good job. And a Digivice appears above them. Then uh, a lone Diginome appears in the sky over like a bus or something, which is interesting. So some more kind of setting things up for next episode, I guess. Um, and then Jerry seems to be kind of losing her mind again. She's talking to the um, D-Reaper and saying she wasn't a good girl and twisted Leo's words, but she can be a good girl. Um, and she's like, it's not about that, right, Liamon? And then he appears in the Digivice and nods very helpfully, or she's hallucinating, I'm not sure, um, because no one else saw that, so it's hard to know. And then she's like, everything's important, but then the D-Reaper like, has had enough and strings her back up um, with the Twizzler thingies. Um, and the D-Reaper's like, Basically, y'all humans just want to hurt each other. It's a fact. Um, and she's dis Jerry's disagreeing and is like, Digimon do the same thing by loading each other. And apparently the D-Reaper is saying this out loud in the entire sphere and not just to Jerry. Because the Tamer Digimon are like, no, 
we were able to evolve without loading. Um, humans and Digimon can evolve and become better. Um, then the the D Reaper like shines a very bright light um, that is attacking them, I guess. And then a hole appears in the floor of the D Reaper. Then it switches back to Hacker Tower. And Susie wants to go um, and evolve, and Lotman does too, but Lotman says that he doesn't have that power. And then the hackers are all obsessed with making their transphotic eddy, um, which is their trump card that will force the D-Reaper to evolve. Um, there's a lot of very intense staring today. People are staring intensely all throughout this little montage of them. Um, and then... Uh, and Henry's dad's really obsessed with being sort of forgiven or whatever, which is confusing. But then, so it sounds like they made this hole potentially. Um, but then out of the hole comes a ton of these uh, nightmare inducing Twizzler worms, just like the ones that were holding Jerry. And then suddenly like the top of it sort of comes together and it has a mouth. So it must scream. Um, it looks sort of like a Pac-Man but not exactly. Um, and then Dukemon just recklessly attacks it. Um, and then it looks like he got scythed for his troubles because a scythe appears out of the set of cords and um, he starts plummeting. He's turned like, yeah, he's, it looks like he might've died. And Jerry's talking to herself about changing her fate. And she hears staccato. And then everybody's kung fu scything over here. Um, and then a shiny light thing seems to be coming for Jerry, which I wasn't real clear what that was. And Kulaman's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. The kids notice it. Um, Henry tells Takato, you know, you go, we'll take care of this. So Takato goes to rescue Jerry. And then he gets close to the tower type of deal where she's at in a jerry-shaped red head pops out of the tower that jerry's in and um basically like breathes bad air on dukemon um, and then he's plummeting to his death again and someone says basically like do you want some wings and he's like i need wings and then it's it's granny who says I don't have the power to act on my own anymore, so I'm giving you my power, which is kind of what the fuck, because they were stuck with just their wing inside of the lava a little bit, but then they come flying over to help, so they got loose, so I'm not clear why they have to sacrifice themselves. And they're literally like, thanks for talking to me so often, I'm ready to die for you, basically. And so the two of them evolve via merging, I guess. And then Dukemon, now with a whole bunch of wings, attacks and destroys the Jerry head thing and then flies up towards actual Jerry and the Amadeus head. And that is where this episode stops. Yeah, that's that's a pretty solid summary. Um, if I had some paper nearby, I would have wrote down the points you were confused with so I could remember to answer them, but I didn't have any paper nearby. Oh no. Okay. Well... That's fine. I, I could tell you my confusing things, I think. Uh, the first one I was going to say that I set aside to ask, um, because I was not sure about this, is um, are the, when they Matrix evolve, are the kids part of the Digimon 
or are they just sort of guiding it? Because Takato uses Dukeman's name when he talks to Dukeman, which makes it sound like Dukeman is evolved as a separate being. He's only able to evolve that way if Takato is in with him, but that Takato is not actually part of the evolution. Um, unsure. I think maybe the kids are like the power source. Okay. So in that sense, they are a part of the Digimon, but not the Digimon. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and then do you know why Henry's dad is so convinced that the kids don't respect him or whatever the problem is and why he wants uh, forgiveness and whatever? Um, That's going to come into play next episode. I can just tell oh. you if you want to know. No, no, don't ruin it for anybody. Okay. Um, and then what happened with Granny? Was he stuck? Was he, like, what What happened there? And then he decides to give up his life for no particular reason? Well, so, at, I, I, he either gets, like, beat up, stuck, or something. But at the end, he states that, like, he can no longer, like, maintain, like, his Granny form anymore. Yeah, but why? Because he got hit real hard. Interesting. I assume that's that's my that's my hot take. It just seems like they didn't give enough explanation of that. It was kind of. I mean, he like said like I can't maintain this form anymore. Well, right, but like when he's just accidentally got stuck in the ground a little bit. He wasn't like, ow, it hurts, or please save me, or anything. Duke Mon's just like, hey, I'll be right back. Um, it wasn't really clear to me, I guess. Fair. I don't know, it seemed pretty clear to me. I'm just like, oh, he's, he's hurt, he won't be able to survive, so he's gonna give himself up for the greater good, be, be a good friend. Uh, I think Granny has, like, the most character arc out of anything in this entire show. Well, it's a little sad that he's like, thanks for talking to me. Like, wow. Well, I mean, what? like, I choose the, like, no one thought it was, like, this, this living, this living thing before. So, when, like, Gilman and Takato were, like, the only one to, like, address and treat it as such, like, that left an impression. I guess that makes sense, but it's really sad. Yeah, I agree. But at least, you know, like, those two saw him as, like, a digital being, and it appreciated that. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna die, but, you know, let me help you out with, with your goal, since I'm dying anyway. Seems solid. Granny's a good friend. Def. Def. It definitely has the most character arc throughout the entire show. Well, especially since everybody's so, uh, goes especially out of their since way. everybody's the same. Huh? Yeah, to say they're all the same. I don't understand that either. Well, like, then, later, like, later on in the episode, Jerry's like, humans can change. And I'm right. like, wait a second. Everybody's sending mixed signals here. Yeah. I don't know, like, the jury stuff was, like, 
okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't, like, super upset with it. I was I disappointed. Even... It, it just seems like that's all you can give her in the second to last episode is her struggling to get out and then not making it and, like, seeing someone else upset. Like, I, I, it just, I don't know, I didn't... Why can't she, like, break out on her own and whatever? It just... All of it seems like they're making her really helpless for no particular reason. I don't know. But, like, is she helpless that she was able to, like, basically break out on her own? I don't know. Like, Kuomon's there, like, encouraging it, but, like, she's the one that's doing it. But then also, so why is Kulaman sick all of a sudden? I He might just be, like, weak from getting, like, held up by vines. I think he got hit, like, last episode by one of them. So he's got probably some head trauma. Yeah. Well, and he got out, and I don't know if she got him out or if he got himself out. That was the other she thing. She got him out. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, of, of the options that could have been taken... I'm glad we at least got this because it feels like Jerry gets some agency in this rather yeah, than... a little better than normal. Yeah, rather than, like, her being tied up to be rescued. Well, she got tied back up. I mean, up I, I understand she gets tied back up again. Yeah. I understand that, but... It's probably... We're not, we're not there yet. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And people, I would think. But... I, at least, like, she was able to come to her own conclusion to change her own views. Yeah, true. Like, at least it wasn't, like, Takato coming in and being like, but I love you. And then she's like, oh, everything's fine now. Yeah. True. Um, and so then... is it rushed? Yes. Is it disappointing? Also yes. Okay. Could okay. it have been a hell of a lot worse? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what we care about. Um, I mean, for a show in the 2000s, yes. I mean, generally I'm looking for things to not be offensive. So when it's not offensive, I'm like, all right, you've met the low bar that I've set. Uh, and then do you have any thoughts on what the hell's going on with the hackers? Like, they made this transphotic. I keep almost saying transphobic. It is such a problem. Um, transphotic Eddie thingy that's basically just like, a black hole in space or whatever and then they I don't make think this. they made the black hole huh I don't think the black hole was theirs oh interesting okay the black hole was the D Reaper and, and I believe what happened is the D Reaper created that which then created a link from the digital world to the real world and then I assume what came up through it was the other half of the D Reaper from the digital world oh interesting the the other thing is um is like their trump card which is that doodle book thing. I mean, I could have misinterpreted the subtitles, but I I did not seem I did not believe that the black hole was something that they did. Okay. I thought it was cuz it was a hole that they were making, so I wasn't sure. I don't know. Good question. Yeah. So, well, well, no, because... now we'll see what happens. The hole opens up before that they turn on the thing. 
Right. Well, that's what I wasn't sure about. I was like, are they making it and then they want it to do something in particular? Or is this something else? I think it was confusing as a... Okay. If I, I were I understand a writer, now. I would All be right. like, maybe let's not have them both do the same thing so people can understand what's happening. I think I got it now. So, what it looks like they're saying is they anticipated the D-Reaper opening this up and so they're using that they're basically like repurposing that to be their thing okay because so it would have been clearer if they explained this to us I mean so it says they're finally connected the D-Reaper has connected the digital world and the real world to fulfill its desire there's a comma I'm waiting for the next subtitle Uh, trying to erase everything just like we had predicted. However, this high-speed vortex, the transphotic eddy, is our trump card to make the D-Reaper devolve. Right. So it sounds like they expected the D-Reaper to do this, and they, and they like, integrated in their, their de-evolution thing to use that to be effective. Uh, it's a whole bunch of techno-babble. I don't know. I'm pretty into it. There's some pretty solid drama and stuff with that. I don't know. I just think, like, the adult adult people doing hacking stuff is almost more entertaining than what the kids are doing. I mean, I don't know if that says something about me, the show, or both. <sighs> Apparently, like, the other day was, like, the 20th anniversary of Hackers, too. Which you is a masterpiece of a film. Also, or Hackers to the second film? Oh, fuck, there is a Hackers 2, isn't there? I believe so. There is a Hackers 2 and a Hackers 3, but it is only in a series of soundtrack albums. Technically, they are Hackers Squared and Hackers Cubed. Neither is good, but I own both. No, uh, no, the 20th anniversary of Hackers, the first one. I don't know, I just really like the movie Hackers is really good. What else? Talked about how Granny has the most complete character arc. Talked about how the adults are almost more interesting than the kids. Uh, I thought jury stuff was pretty decent with what they did with it. Like, boy, if they like like expanded that out and maybe did some more with it, would have been really good. But I mean, it's pretty solid for what it is. Um. Oh yeah, friend A and friend. So the D-Reaper is outside of the bubble, and friend A and friend B are dealing with that, but then the police captured him. Yeah, I wasn't sure if the if they were being called to do some other thing, or if the police were like, this is our job, stop, you know, horning in on our, our territory. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, we get a new Dukeman form. It's, um... Uh, Dukeman Crimson Mode because of course it gets a new name because hmm. yeah. I guess uh, it's it's now more crimson and has wings and a sword exciting and it has like a, a, a double sword thing along with its sword along with its sword yeah. yeah so now it's just better more wings, more Gundams I mean, a little bit, kind of, 
slightly more Gundam. Slightly more Gundam. Only a little huh. more Gundam. It's only a little more, actually. I, I I almost prefer like the original form. Like I like the big shield and the lance better. Like swords are boring. <laughs> You're hurting somebody's feelings by saying that, Garrett. By saying that swords are boring. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you've said it twice. I don't know, it's just, like, the default, like, melee weapon. And, like, I understand there's a reason for it, because clearly it's a proven design that works or whatever, but, like, this is fantasy. Like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Why can't we have, like, cool, weird weapon things? And, and, like, those little bottle brushes? Hmm? Kitchen tongs and bottle brushes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, remember when uh, Rika's Digivolve form... He had, like, the brush? Like, bring back the brush. Yeah, the brush was cool, honestly. And, I am I pro mean, she's pretty weird weapons. powerful. So, yeah. Alright. It's boring. Like, in, in, like, the player's handbook for DMD, like, there's, like, 16 different swords. I mean, there's not that many. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but <laughs> there's, like, short sword, long sword, um, great sword, um, rapier. Scimitar. A reasonable sword. Kind of shitty sword. Bunch of options. Yeah, there's just like, we got your dex sword. We got your strength sword. We got your versatile sword. We got your big sword. They're all just swords. <laughs> I mean, there's also that problem with like, with like pole arms too. Because, like, Functionally, there's, like, no difference between, like, a glaive and a halberd in in 5e. I don't even think the damage type is different. Nice I think it's just... options, though. I mean... So, the thing with that, though, if, like, if it's functionally the same, you can just, you can just like, homebrew that and describe it as something different. So, yeah. like, why, why have it as two... Why have, like, two of the exact same things in the player's handbook when you... When, like, the solution would be to just reflavor something that's already called something to something else? I genuinely I don't, know. don't know. D&D weapon design's kind of not good. Aww. Um, I think there's lots of ways that could be done to, to fix it. Like, um, a lot of stuff is unoptimal. Like, whip builds, like, just can't be a thing because whips are kind of trash. What's wrong with lips? I said whips. Whips, whips, whips. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Um, probably not. I have a lot more to say about D and D. Well, that's for a different podcast, Garrett. I don't have a D and D podcast. That's not my fault. Could be. Could be my fault. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right. What would you rate this episode? Um, it's like a three out of five. Yeah, I think I'm in the same territory. It wasn't bad. It wasn't superb. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about how Iman's kids now just get a Digivice? Yeah, which is confusing, and I'm not sure what the hell they're going to do with it. But... And they only get one? Also that, I mean, and they're not twins or anything. They're different ages, so. No, I think they're twins. One of them is a hell of a lot bigger than the other, which I guess isn't. Well. I, I believe there's a twins. thing like don't like girls grow faster at a younger age than boys. 
Uh, well, they tend to hit puberty before, um, you know, before people who don't have uteruses do, I guess. Yeah. So they get a so, growth spurt, but that's not the age it looks like that these kids are at. Kids are basically, like, completely interchangeable <laughs> until they hit puberty, and then they start to differentiate. I guess that's... I, I Kids... Twins can grow at different times. I mean, for sure, yeah. i just not sure why they drew them that way, but that's fine. Maybe to, like, not have, like... Maybe to, like, differentiate them and not have them, you know, look exactly the same. Gotcha, yeah. Because they've done that before. Like, they actually tend to make, like, the, they like to do doubles or triples of people like the kids, the three kids from, I don't know, Taiwan or wherever they were from. That all look the same. They were brothers. Remember? What? Okay, well, anyway. What were, you, what were you talking about? Well, when they had to go around the world and everybody, there were all these episodes oh. were in different places. There were those three kids who were, I think, brothers who all looked basically the same, but with different color, like, ties on their outfits. I don't know where my mind went, but I'm like, I'm like, did you make, like, a deep cut Pacific Rim reference with, like, the three that piloted the one Jaeger that had the three pilots? Well, those didn't look similar from what I remember. I haven't I seen Pacific Rim in a long time, but I know that a lot of them had more two or three people each, and some of them looked the well, same. Well, they some all have two people, because that was like the premise of the movie. Right, they had to have two. Some of them had three, though. Yeah, because it had an extra arm, an arm blade. Pacific Rim is like a masterpiece. I know this. I know this is also not the purpose of this podcast, but Pacific Rim is an amazing film. Yes, it's a very good movie. Second one, not so good, but f- mm, first one, a plus. Um, would you like to hear a poem? I would love to hear a poem. Okay. Um, Red Dragon surfboard, given so few lines, you hardly got to know us taken before your time yeah that's that's pretty good i'll give that like an a yeah i i miss granny already um and you know what so does the digivolution (laughs) um and we're a podcast on the internet go to showpodcast.com where there's links to tweet at us email us all the things um and yeah, uh, you can join us next time when we conclude Digimon Tamers. Da, 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 da. Minus any movie stuff, but the series proper next time, concluding. <laughs> In episode 51, I'll which is the last episode. For that. And uh, good time. And goodbye. And I already said what the Digivolution was doing, so I guess we can just stop now. <laughs>